0: Thanks for hanging out with us. We have got another great selection to our Lo-J Book Club. We have a returning author, Fiona Davis, is with us. And we talked to her, I think, like last year for her uh, historical novel, Chelsea Girls. And now you've gone and done it again. Maybe this is your best book ever. Fiona, The Lions of Fifth Avenue. Hi. Hi. Hi, thanks so much for having me on again. This is great. Yes, oh my God, we loved this book. book. What is it? Well, first of all, Fiona, give people the setup of uh, the Lions of Fifth Avenue.
1: Sure. So all my books are set in landmark New York City buildings, and this one is set at the New York Public Library. And there's two timelines. And in 1913, it's from the point of view of a woman named Laura who is the wife of the library superintendent, and she lives in an apartment deep inside the library with her husband and her kids. And she's surrounded by all this knowledge, but she wants something more out of life, and so she applies to Columbia Journalism School and gets in, and her world is really cracked wide open. And then in 1993, it's from the point of view of a woman who's a curator of rare books at the library – She's putting on a big exhibit. One of her rare books goes missing. And she's drawn into a series of book thefts that happened 80 years ago, as well as a tragedy that happened to the superintendent's family back then. And I, I like to say it's about the magic of the written word and the power of women's voices.
2: Oh, well, it's uh, so good. It really is. Oh, I just and, loved it.
0: And I, did you get the idea for the book? Because the book explores so many interesting um, things that we'll get to in a minute, but was the colonel for the idea for the book finding out there really was a superintendent in his family that did live in in the middle of the New York public library? Was mm-hmm. that how you got the
1: idea? Exactly right. I, I started doing research on the building thinking, all right, let's see, it's a library, you know. What what will surprise me? And I learned that the super and his family lived in this seven room apartment. Um he had three kids, the actual super. And he lived with his wife and three kids. His daughter was born in the library. Oh, my gosh. And they were there for 30 years. Apparently, the kids would play baseball using books as bases in the reading room at the end of the day.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you just discovered
0: that because, like you said, you pick a building and then you, you know, make the story. Because I just loved that element in the storytelling, thinking of everybody living there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely yeah that was that was some, that was really the key to write the story and to to launch myself in and then I thought, well, what if it 's from his wife 's point of view and what if she goes to columbia journalism school and just um, started on a on a whole plot It was so much fun to work on and it 's also you
0: know i think uh too you 're really a very wonderful storyteller, and I think Julie and I we were talking about it, we appreciated this, but the voice of Like it really takes you to being a woman in 1913 and having your life really rigidly set out in front of you as far (laughs) as getting married. Having children, being subservient, not having opinions. I mean, it's so radically different than how and I think of women Ruth, live now. Yeah. And I think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, lying in repose today Ugh. and, and you know, all these. But all these women that started fighting for that right, you brilliantly bring it to like you feel the hunger of Laura who wants to be more than just a mother and a wife. Right. You can feel and,
2: it. And the writing assignments that the professor at Columbia gave her um, were just like, this is just
0: were those true girls- stories,
1: some of those things? Well, yeah. You know, I found a wonderful history book on Columbia Journalism School. And I went there when it was very different and wonderful. It was an amazing experience. But, you know, the history of it, back then, the, the society was very sexist. And so, The female students, and and it's amazing it was co-ed, but it was, Mm -hmm. but the female students would um, be sent to cover, you know, soft stories while the men got to cover murders and political mayhem. Right. Um, And so so Laura in the book kind of chafes against that. And I have to say, Columbia University back then in 1913 was 15% women. Today, it's 75% women. So things have certainly changed. But that's pretty cool that it was
2: even 15% in 1913. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for for university, I mean, that's pretty. I was shocked that she got into this program, that they were letting women in because of the date. I, I yes, was kind of exactly. surprised. That's,
1: absolutely. I was surprised as well, which is why I thought, oh, okay, I have to, this will be fun. We have to include this.
2: So if you're just joining us, we're talking with best-selling novelist, our author, Fiona Davis. Her latest book is The Lions of Fifth Avenue. You Mm -hmm. might have read The Address, The Chelsea Girls, The Dollhouse. And and like you said, this is fun, but I'm sure we're going to put this together, that you find a big, beautiful building in New York City and then create a story
1: about the address, if you will. mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I like to do. And so I find these buildings that all of us want to get inside or, or, you know, get to to explore like the Dakota or Grand Central Terminal or the Barbizon Hotel for Women. And then I do a lot of research and then use the real facts of the history as kind of a framework that I can drape my fictional characters and plot around. I, this
2: book is just so beautifully written, and I actually listened to it and read it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you like oh, I love that. Oh yeah, yeah
2: that's my that's my thing. Um, I loved it. Who read it to you? Did you like it? She was wonderful. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yes. Na- the narrators of all the books are amazing. They're she terrific. was great because
2: some of them I can't stand, and I do this all the time. So I do both because you can read so much faster than you can listen. Um, but yeah. it's nice to have the options to have both. Yeah. But one of the things you talked about was this heter- heterodoxy club um, that Laura yeah. went to in 1913 that was for women to share ideas and express things outside of just being a homemaker. Mm-hmm. Is that true?
1: Yes, and I found that by looking about the history of Greenwich Village and learned about the heterodoxy club, which was founded in 1912 by a woman named Marie Jenny Howe, who was a feminist organizer. And it was, it was a place where women met every other Saturday to really debate the issues of the day and and to to talk about things like the right to vote, birth control, women's rights, even free love, which to me feels more kind of 1960s. Right.
0: Um,
1: But they, you know, they were talking about, is it okay for a woman to keep her maiden name when she gets married? Mm-hmm. You know these these things that it was called the new woman um, was the description of women at the time who were trying to see what else was out there, and heterodoxy is the opposite of orthodox, so it means um, people who deviate from society's norms, mm-hmm. and that's what it. I thought, oh, that would be fun to put that in the book.
0: It, yeah, it, and even you know, so good. even like. And you make it seem so seamless. So sometimes I think when people go, oh, historical fiction, I'm not going to like that. Right. But it's, I think you have an amazing ability to take these kernels and then you have such a great imagination. Because I even enjoyed. The part of, even though I was kind of aghast, but I could see how it's happening, you know, because we see what's happening. We're in a pandemic right now. But the fact that, you know, these women doctors and nurses that would go into where poor people lived in in, an immigrant population and there was no birth control. So women are just having baby after baby after baby about, you know, swaddling and taking care of them and because they didn't know. Right. 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 I was struck, you know, Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I mean, I don't. I did not. I was not aware of that. That was that natural to, thing. That that didn't happen. I it, it never occurred to me that people back in a time when you didn't have birth control, you had so many children that it would be expected that you would have children that would die, and you would kind of almost treat them like cats and dogs. You had so many. It was very. Yeah. That blew my
1: mind. Yeah, and and there was just no education as to how to take care of a, a child. So you know, people would give their their babies beer because that that they didn't know that that wasn't a good idea. And so yeah, so that character is based on a woman named S. Josephine Baker who really revolutionized um, maternal and, and baby care in New York City early in the 1900s. This,
0: I mean, these are just these so are people good. we should know, and I, know I guess it. that's why I think you were. Storytelling is amazing. Yeah, it was so, so good, Fiona.
1: so, thank you so much. You know, for me, it's all about having a plot that you just can't stop turning the pages oh, yeah. and an element of mystery that drives the story forward. And I love plot twists. And, and so, you know, the last thing I want to do is preach about what it was like back yeah. in the day. It's easy to just let the reader come to their own conclusions and just write about people doing really interesting things.
0: Yes. I always end up Googling after I read one of your books (laughs) because I want to know more or I kind of have an idea that this is about somebody. I mean, have all of your books, because I'm thinking, you know, people love the address. I mean, the Masterpiece, Chelsea Girls. Do all your books get optioned, and then we just, who the heck knows if they'll ever be made?
1: (laughs) Well, we're waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, historical fiction is more expensive to produce than, say, thriller. So um, I think it's a bit of a longer road, but fingers crossed. I think that would be great. Yeah. All
2: right, so we have to ask you, Fiona. We're with Fiona Davis. The book is The Lions of Fifth Avenue. Um, What's the last great
1: book that you've read? Oh, I have such a good recommendation for you. Um, It's The Exiles by Christina Baker Klein. It is a wonderful historical fiction book about Australia in the 1800s from the point of view of three very different women and is just an incredible story. She takes such risks and the writing is just beautiful. I highly recommend it. Oh, love that.
0: All right. Is that a new book? Like, did you read that, you know, like you got a copy so we could get on that right now? Yes. Yep. It just came out a few weeks ago
2: and it in the New York Times list. I actually have seen this book out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun.
0: Well, Well, (laughs) thank you so much. Yeah, we just love it. The Lions of Fifth Avenue. And uh, what you know, we always keep our eyes out for your next book. So uh, we'll talk to you again. We know that.
1: Well, thank you so much. And thanks so much for for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. It it means so much. And and thank you for your enthusiasm. Yes. Oh, yeah. We just.